Good morning. It's Thursday, June 17th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. We now know more than ever about the final days of the Trump administration and how it tried to pressure the Justice Department to overturn election results. The Washington Post went through hundreds of pages of emails and documents. Its reporters also interviewed key players. Their investigation reveals some striking moments leading up to the Capitol insurrection. Pure insanity. That's how a deputy to acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen described one message from the White House. Chief of Staff Mark Meadows had sent over a link to a YouTube video that made bizarre claims that the election was stolen from Trump using military satellites controlled in Italy. Rudy Giuliani pops up in some of these emails. He was representing Trump in his election claims. Rosen was under pressure to give special treatment to the person in the YouTube conspiracy video. He turned out to be working with Rudy Giuliani. In an email, Rosen described how he responded, saying, If there was real evidence, just walk it to the FBI's office and hand it over. He said Giuliani was insulted by this. Rosen ultimately refused to talk to Giuliani about this matter. Rosen didn't entertain various far-fetched allegations. At one point, Trump was considering replacing him with another Justice Department official who he saw as more sympathetic. The Post reports that a group of top justice officials made a plan to resign en masse if Trump replaced the attorney general. Trump eventually backed down. Trump's efforts ultimately weren't enough to sway Rosen or key DOJ officials, but his claims did manage to stoke the anger and resentment of his supporters. Some of them would go on to storm the Capitol on January 6th. It's only been days since the FDA announced it's approving a new drug to treat Alzheimer's. And already, doctors say they're getting flooded with calls. Patients are asking, what's the deal with this drug? Can I take it? How much will it cost? And as Stat reports, doctors are floating in this weird space where, despite the FDA's stamp of approval, they don't really have clear answers. There's a lot of disagreement about the FDA's decision. Let me bring you up to speed with the controversy surrounding this Biogen drug. A few rare things happened in a row. First, a panel of expert advisors to the FDA voted unanimously against approving this Alzheimer's drug. Then, the FDA went ahead and approved it anyway. Three members of that advisory panel resigned in protest. Now doctors are looking back at the trial data for this drug, and as STAT reports, they're finding conflicting results. Many doctors are saying the evidence on its effectiveness is too thin. One doctor tells STAT, on top of that, these studies weren't done with a racially diverse group of patients. She points out that African Americans and Latinos are more likely to get Alzheimer's. So it's especially problematic to not have data about how this medication might affect them. Another drawback is the side effects. More than a third of the people who took part in these trials developed swelling in their brains. Close to a fifth had small bleeds in their brains. Some doctors told Stad they're trying to figure out how to communicate these potential risks to patients and their families because so many of them are very excited about this new drug. There's one more thing that's giving people a reason to pause, and that's the cost. This drug has a price tag of $56,000 per year. 
It's not clear yet whether Medicare or other insurers will decide to cover this cost, which is prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. Stat spoke to one physician who sees mostly older patients. This is personal for him. His mother died in April after years with Alzheimer's. He's interested in this new drug. His patients are excited about it. He's happy it was approved. But still, he feels he doesn't have enough information to guide his patients. And he says, at this point, until he knows more, he's just winging it. There's this Chinese fashion brand that has become incredibly popular in the U.S. with teens and people in their early 20s. The company is called Shein. As Bloomberg reports, at one point, it passed Amazon as America's most downloaded shopping app. And what's interesting is how the trade war Trump launched with China played a crucial role in Shein's stratospheric rise. Yeah, these ads have been following me around the internet, and I didn't know the origin story behind the company. It turns out low prices and celebrity endorsements on social media are what's drawing in clicks for Shein. On a single day, the site can launch thousands of new products that are super inexpensive. I'm talking about a halter top for $5, pajamas for $10, even a prom dress for $22. During the pandemic, The brand got Katy Perry and Lil Nas X to do a virtual concert for them. And if you search on Instagram, you'll find more than 800,000 posts tagged Shein Gals. Shein was already in a good position to sell to U.S. consumers at low prices because of a rule that allowed inexpensive packages to enter the U.S. duty-free. Now, here is the Trump tie-in. Back in 2018, the Trump administration imposed a new round of tariffs on China. In response... Beijing effectively waived export taxes for Chinese companies selling directly to consumers. That combination of things allowed Xi'an to price products so low, it gave them a major leg up on global competition. As Bloomberg explains, the tax break and the surge in at-home shopping during the pandemic helped turn Xi'an into the biggest web-only fashion brand in the world. Competitors say Xi'an has an unfair advantage— The position of the American textile industry is letting cheap packages in duty-free essentially allows foreign companies to game the system, and that's hurting American workers. And yet, judging by the brand's popularity, U.S. consumers don't seem phased, especially in the face of deals as low as $4 for bike shorts. Today, swimmer Ryan Lochte's Olympic dreams are on the line. He's going to be racing the 200-meter individual medley. And a lot of people are saying this is his best shot of making it to Tokyo. Lochte is 36 years old. If he qualifies, he would be the oldest ever U.S. men's Olympic swimmer. And for Lochte, making it to the Games is about more than swimming. It's about repairing his reputation after several alcohol-related incidents including the most infamous one during an evening out at the Rio Games. Sports Illustrated writer Brian Burnsed recently profiled Lochte. So the end goal for him, he's obviously put himself and his family through a lot with uh, the mistakes he's made while drinking, most notably in Rio. That's been well covered, the incident at the gas station. 
And he really feels like he, the only way to save his name uh, beyond the kind of personal growth he's had out of the pool is to go succeed again in it. Burnsett spent time with Lochte while he was going through some grueling workouts to get ready for the trials happening right now. Now, I spoke with Burnsett about Lochte's path to redemption and the reasons Lochte believes qualifying for the Olympics may turn everything around for him. So that people's lasting image of him is not the Ryan Lochte, the American idiot in Rio that did that you know, awful mistake. It's the guy who bounced back. Everyone loves a comeback story, right? But he's had a tough time at the trials so far. In race after race, the 12-time Olympic medalist has been blown out of the water by faster, younger swimmers. But he still has one shot. You can watch Lochte compete on NBC Today, and you can find my full conversation with Brian Burnsett about Lochte's last shot at the Olympics on our show notes page. And while you're in the Apple News app, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.